Guys, before the episode started, things were getting a little contentious oh. in here. You didn't want to ease into that, Julio. <laughs> we would have you know, gotten there. We could talk about Ashton Kutcher all day, but let's get to the bread and butter yeah, well, here. For- Welcome back to Oops the Podcast. All right, lots to unpack here. I got something for you. Please. Julio, Julio, I don't know where you came up with that idea. Dude, this guy was a huge turkey. What is this, Japan? Which is yeah. one of the reasons why I hadn't told you about it. No, and I also just assumed you were saving it for the pod if you were going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course you were. Oh, but. yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. As ever, I'm Francis Ellis, joined by my co-host, Julio Gallarotti. Hello, hello. And today's special guest, ladies and gentlemen, one half of Chicks in the Office, a podcast that routinely ranks at the top of the charts. She is a absolute foremost authority on all things Bachelor, Bachelorette, pop culture icon herself, as well as expert in the field. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the OG Barstool employee, Rhea. Thank you for having me. What's so that? happy to have you. I'm so happy to be here. This you will be get, fun. People always compliment me on my intros. It was really good. <laughs> as, as you were doing it, I was like, fuck, my intros are so bad. <laughs> I, I, I have fun yes, with them. These are really good. I have fun with them. Mine are good depending on the person. Like, I do really good ones for Trent. Yeah. Like, Trent will always be like, I never know where you're going with it, but it's always good. It yeah. really depends on the person. Like I said before, we just had Josh Jumel on, and... I was already thinking about pronouncing his last name correctly, so I fucked up and I said "special guest," and they and then Fran and Noah were like, "Ooh, you're nervous." And I was like, "Oh my god!" I, was, I like started getting red. I was like, "I promise, I wasn't that nervous. I just, I was already thinking about pronouncing your name wrong." Yeah. So he's a guy who has uh, be, be been cast for being hot. So we were looking at his IMDb before he came on, and we were like, wow, he hasn't been in that many things, but he's just very famous. Yeah. He was a like, model, right? Yeah, and I brought that up to him. His, uh, he did the international modeling competition, and Ashton Kutcher was runner-up, and he won. Wow, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> and he wow. said that he it's was like- the like, 2003 NBA draft. <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> he was like, I didn't work for four years, and I won, and Ashton Kutcher like, got Calvin Klein and that 70s wow. show yeah. and all that. That's what they say happens when you win one of those. Ashton Kutcher, it, you, you almost sometimes forget how hot he is in a weird way. He's coming here. <gasps> wow. Yes. He He's got a new rom-com coming out that I am excited about. I haven't been excited about a what rom-com. It? It's with Reese Witherspoon. Thank oh. goodness. Yes. <laughs> Thank goodness. The world needed one of right. these movies. Rom-coms have been really bad. They've been horrible. <laughs> They've been microwave dinners yeah. for so long. Are there any good new ones? I'm, I'm telling you this no. one. I think it's, what is it called? House I, Trade or I something? I forget the name of it, but it's that. My Place or then- Yours. That's what it's called. Reese Weather. I'll watch anything Reese Weatherspoon is in, yep. and she always plays like the rich white mom who like is above everybody, but then she figures it out in the end. Mm-hmm. Big Little Lies, Little Fires Everywhere. Mm. I need her back in one of those shows as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of those shows. Big Little mm-hmm. Big Little Lies is sort of a cut above. I liked Little Fires Everywhere, but I thought Big Little Lies to me was just like art. Really? Yes, it's just really art. Good. You watched that, right? Mm-mm. Oh, buddy. I know. I need to oh, watch it. It's so good. Two oh, seasons. Yeah. I Meryl watched Streep's stuff. in the second one. Meryl Streep. Oh, God. Meryl Streep. <laughs> and not only that, but the the <laughs> setting is a major character in, in, in that it's shot in a beautiful part of uh, Northern California. Mm-hmm. It's that sort of, where is it? 
It's M- Marin County. I think it's no, Laguna it's, Laguna Beach. It's not. No? It's not that far south. It's it's like where the cliffs are. It's Santa Monterey. 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 Okay. Yeah. And that's only an hour or so south of San Francisco. So it's well north of LA. Mm, got it. Um but my god, it's a very rich part of the world and they have these cliffs and the driving and it's a great intro. You watch the intro mm. every time. I hate San Francisco. You just mentioned San Francisco. I know. Not a fan either. <laughs> but that that part is yeah. seems pretty cool. A lot of Silicon Valley wealthy mm. people there. Guys, b- before the episode started, things were getting a little contentious oh. in here. <laughs> you didn't want to ease into that, Julio. <laughs> we would have gotten know, there. We could talk about Ashton Kutcher all day, but let's get to the bread and butter yeah, well, here. Well, first of all, let, let's start with this. So, so Rhea, you, you are... Uh, as far as I can tell, one of the foremost authorities on the world of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Now, we have a special connection to that world in that my college roommate was a guy named Romeo Alexander, mm-hmm. whom we have had as a guest on this show, I've written about, mm-hmm. and was a very funny kind of blending <laughs> yep. of worlds. Now, bef- I want to hear your take on Romeo Alexander. I'll start with my take on The Bachelor and Bachelorette as a whole. Sure. I don't really like the show, and I've talked about that plenty of times. I I actually love to hate the show. Mm -hmm. Like, I watch- You hate watch it? I hate watch it. I have to watch it. (laughs) I've been begging them for weeks to take me off of the recaps. Like, they won't won't allow that. (laughs) I literally texted them on Monday, the night of The Bachelor, and I said, this is your guys' last chance to take me off of cutting stamps. And they said- if we have to suffer, so do you. And I was like, but you guys love it. Like, there's a difference. Yeah. There's a different type of suffering. I just think it's like the same thing over and over again. And nobody ever really ends up together. They got to like change it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I do get really into it when it's like an entertainment factor. Like, Romeo was annoying. And that's fun to talk about, <laughs> yeah, right? It's yeah. fun to be like, that person's annoying. I can't stand that person. <laughs> but I'm not watching to be like, yeah, these people are really going to fall in love. Right. So that's my, like, I wouldn't say I love the show, but I love to hate it. You, you mm-hmm. mentioned potentially reworking it. Do you have an idea for how they could tweak the show? No, to they got to more... just stop it for a long time and then maybe bring it back. I think the problem is that there's so many, like, there's The Bachelor, there's The Bachelorette, there's Bachelor in Paradise. And once The Bachelor starts, it goes back to back to back. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, my God, is this ever ending? But then when we have some time off, from, it's like literally like the football season for us. Mm-hmm. Like, and then we have time off from it. It's like, oh, OK, that was I missed it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But now that it's back Monday night, I'm like, that was boring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I wish I could just pop in for like the really exciting moments. Uh-huh. Yeah. But you, so you don't have to get married at the end of the show, right? No. Maybe so that would make about, it more binding well, and more exciting. Is, right. So that's like love is blind. You have Netflix. to get married on Love is Blind? You don't have to. You have to walk down the altar and wow. then decide at the altar, are you going to marry this person Jesus. or not? Jesus. That, that is Which outrageous. is crazy. And people do get married. That was like that on season one too? Yeah. Oh, what? Some people How call it off before, that? but I think a lot of times they push them to get to the point to get to the altar and say no. Bachelor, it's gotten to the point where it used to be they get engaged at the end, but now it's like they just leave together. They can really do whatever they want at the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're like, what am I watching this for? It's the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But it ro- it ropes you in. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> we got to watch it. <laughs> That's fun. I-, I love the idea that you guys will have guests on your show from the cast mm-hmm. and they know you openly don't like what they're doing oh yeah we <laughs> we have had <laughs> oh, that's awkward. it's actually crazy we have had plenty of guests on our show 
that we have talked shit about many of times. And they kind of love it, though. Mm. Like they Romeo loved it, too, dude. They mm-hmm. appreciate it, which I love. Like, we just had The Bachelor on. And he started talking about, like, I know I'm painted as, like, the boring bachelor. And I were like, I think that was us saying that. Like, mm. I think we painted you as the boring bachelor. That was our painting. And there's another guy, Nick Vial, who's, like, very yeah. famous in the bachelor world, where, like, I didn't even watch his season, and I still shit on him all the time. Just, <laughs> it's fun to do sometimes. Yeah. And then he came in, we, you know, became friendly or whatever, and it took him, like, a little bit, but now he always says, like, it's like a brother-sister, like, back and mm. forth type of thing that's cool so it's it wouldn't be fun if we couldn't talk shit about them right and then right they come in like bachelorette same thing we talked shit about her when she was on the show she came in here and she was like oh my god i totally agree watching myself back like it was awful but but they're always great people when you meet them in person like this, it's just tv this is where i have to take issue with reality tv on the whole I have noticed that the vast majority of reality TV people, whether it's the reality TV game show like The Bachelor or something like uh, Summer House on Bravo or any of these shows, those people profess a level of self-awareness. And they often say, you know, "Ah, I know it's pretty silly and, you know, they kind of like make us look our worst and yeah, it, uh, we all know it's not real. There's a separation mm-hmm. between the character you see and who we are in real life. But dude, they say that, and then they don't have that separation. No. <laughs> they yeah. believe they are those people. And if yeah. you kind of wind them up a little off camera at a in a safe space, mm-hmm. they get right back into being <laughs> yes. that nut job you see on the fucking <laughs> yes. show. There's mm-hmm. not a separation, which probably they need to have. You need to be that committed to method act that crazy on TV. Let's not call it method acting. Dude. <laughs> it is not method acting. It's just them. But that's exactly right. I mean, there's, there is a, a blending of worlds of where they, they pretend to know how to cut it off and that that's not who they really are. But, you know, you can't get to a seventh season of one of those shows without becoming the Jekyll and Hyde yeah. one. I will say separate Bachelor and Bachelorette, all those show- shows versus every other reality show, The Bachelor and Bachelorette do funky editing. They actually do that. They, mm. they will cut in words when someone's not on the screen to make them seem like they said something they didn't. That's, that's true. Wow. The other shows, I can't say that for. I agree with you with the other shows, with mm-hmm. all like the Bravo TV shows. I think that those people kind of are who they are yeah bachelor yeah. and bachelorette though is a different kind of editing mm-hmm. and that's been admitted before Interesting, that yeah. they edit in a way that will make you believe something happened that Oof. didn't happen that's that's, that's tough that that's makes crazy. you feel a little hopeless helpless i guess <laughs> um interesting well that's very cool ria now you guys listen so ria and i, <laughs> I <laughs> when i started working at barstool through that barstool idol speaking of reality Mm -hmm. shows that was in 2017 i think yeah and you had just started as one of caleb's interns is that right yeah 2016 september 2016 i started as an intern yeah and you were 20 19 wow 19 i just turned 19 that july 19 years old Mm -hmm. and she came in with glenny balls they were both interns for caleb and 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 glenny was I don't know, 20 himself. He was 20, yeah. We went to high school together, so you we two were good friends. Where you, yeah. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Seaford, Long Island. Cool. So we went to Kellenberg. 
and we were actually good friends in high school. Like people think the story is like we were like acquaintances, like we were actually good friends. Yeah. And so when he got hired, I texted him like congratulations, and he was like, "Oh, they're actually looking for a girl." Oh. So then I came in. Nice. And then yeah, you. Yeah, I came in, and and Rhea was you know an intern, I guess. Yeah. But not for that long, right? I was an intern for about a year. Wow. Until I became full time. And I look back and like Robbie Fox and I will talk about this too. And I was like, man, we were assholes. Like for some reason we thought we were so cool when we were interns, but it was probably because it was a little different. Like back then in the old office was Mm -hmm. a lot smaller. They paid a lot more attention to the interns. You wanted people to be tweeting about you that worked in the office and we look back I'm like I can't believe like some of the stuff I did or said or acted like I'm so embarrassed of but I guess I mean I work here now so it worked worked out out. (laughs) yeah everybody's leveled out a little bit I would say from those early days but I mean my god you know I I came in and I was 27 and I was I was not equipped to handle all of it and I can't even imagine being 19 years old and being thrust onto that stage mm-hmm. that had been set by Dave and Big Cat and Kevin for all of those years. Yeah, it was, I, it, I was fine at first, like every, cause I was like, ooh, I don't know about anything. Like I remember the, just, I didn't even know like comment sections existed or whatever until like a couple months in where somebody mentioned like, oh, they're saying, I was like, wait, what? That exists? Like yeah. I kind of had no idea. I had followed Barstool from, Kevin and Clem because my dad is a really big Mets fan so I was a Mets fan and I just like would follow along with that stuff and then obviously Glenn when he started but I was like fine with everything and then it started getting like things started getting in my head a lot mm-hmm. not in a way where like I thought who I was but like affect like oh my god everyone hates me everyone's yeah. calling me ugly all the time like oh, this god. is like I was like it really like fuck with my head for a little bit right but now like I feel like I've had a couple of big things happen now that I really don't care. Yeah. Because it's hard. Once like really big things happen where everyone's coming after you, mm. it's you kind of just have to not like that's when you really just don't care. Because yeah. if you care, you're going to jump off the bridge. When you <laughs> like, get through it. Yes. It it definitely adds another layer of armor and in a way numbs you a bit to, mm-hmm. to the whole thing. Um, yeah. And it's fun. So we had a whole episode about what you're referring to. And it's interesting now, I mean, I had no context at the time, but now it's like interesting to see like all the different characters that were involved in the controversy, (laughs) including Yeah, Yeah, we could talk about, I really don't care. I'll talk about anything. It's just... As a quick recap, we're referring, we, there was an episode that Julia and I did before we had uh, come back to Barstool, um, where we talked about Rhea, who had been discovered to be dating another Barstool personality, Marty Mush. Um, and you guys were, a, a, a surreptitious photo was taken of you on the streets of uh, Seattle, which where you were, I was. you were on our flight home, which is what I wanted to I texted to you. you guys. No, you were on our flight home, and Devin saw, saw you sleeping when we walked onto the plane and took a picture of you. Oh my God. And texted us and was like, oh my God. Francis is on our flight right now. And we were like, imagine Francis knew he was on our flight in the middle of all this because when everything happened, <laughs> he was, was there. So he funny. was there. And that's what I've been waiting to tell you. Because, uh, with like uh, the whole chicks in the office group, I told them I was coming on. They were like, you have to tell him about him being on the plane. And I was like, I know I don't want to like say it beforehand, but I have to wait. So the plot thickens. But it was so funny because 
what happened? Like we were on tour for two weeks before that. So we did six shows and on the last show this happened. And so we were getting on our flight home and Dave is tweeting all these things. And I'm like, we are about to be on it. On a five, six hour flight. I forget how long. And I'm like, holy, like, this is all happening right now. So it's very stressful in the moment because we weren't home. We'd been away for two weeks. We just did six shows. I'm about to be on a flight. I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? Yeah. But surprisingly, we remained really calm together. Uh Like, that may shock people because I feel like people were like, oh, my God, they must be, like, freaking out, blah, blah. Like, the two of us remained very calm together, which is weird because we were kind of just like, well, we know we want to be together, so... As oh, you and we, Marty. I yeah, was thinking yeah, you no, and Fran. No, 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 You're no. in the Me trenches Marty, together. Like, we were like, well, we know we want to be together. Yeah. This was going to happen eventually. At least we have each other. And we were like totally like calm at home. Right. Wow. We, we only need each other, babe. <laughs> yeah. It sounds great. really cheesy, but it actually is true. Like yeah. people would be like, how are you, Baba? And I was like, we're actually like, I didn't cry once, which is insane. Yeah. Like you would expect like, you know, everyone's coming after you. But I was like, weirdly at the end of it, it was like kind of like a blessing in disguise like oh thank god this happened like mm. it's bad right now but eventually it'll be okay so we, if you didn't hear us talk about it or you're not, or you're not keyed into the world of barstool uh just to f- to finish that recap uh ria and marty a fo- a photo was taken of you guys by a fan of your show mm-hmm. um while you were two were on the streets in seattle sort mm-hmm. of holding hands and they posted it to the Reddit thread for your podcast, Chicks yes. in the Office. And then it gained a lot of traction there. And it said, oh, are, are Rhea and Marty dating? And nobody had known, I guess, in the public that you two were dating. And it uh, was news because you, for many years, uh, were dating Hank, who was another Barstool personality producer on pardon my take well-liked personality here and 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 you guys had been sort of the office couple for a long time and i think it was known you had it was known that you two had broken up but it was for a year for a long time but it it was not known that you were dating marty right so you got paparazzi by one of your own fans (laughs) yeah Yeah. and i've had i've had which is unbelievable it's crazy because they didn't realize like what they were doing yeah which is fine like i can't really blame them you know but we've joked before like damn like they snitch but other girls that i've met have come up to me and been like you know we saw you too and we're not fucking snitches like we didn't post it anywhere and i was like good for you but at the same time like we i do know that i work in a world where like we see stuff on like dumois because it was posted on dumois like we see people on dumois all the time so like can't really be shocked that something like that would happen i just didn't know i was that popular isn't isn't that (laughs) like i was like Oh my god! Like a, a little part of me was like, "Whoa, people care that much." Yeah, should I have sold these photos? Yeah. Like, oh. like TMZ, they didn't want yeah. any part in this. Hello, yeah, why wow. did it take so long? Um, <laughs> that's amazing, and and to to realize, I think that wow, my relationship is being gossiped about and featured in the same way that all celebrity relationships are, and it's creating a, a, a stir of a similar uh, tenor. Must must have been a very interesting moment for you it was interesting because i feel like i hope fran and i do a good job of when we talk about pop culture that we like always say that there's another side of the story that people don't know like we're we always include that we always have been like we don't know everything 
And I think that after that point, I was like, you know, people have all these assumptions and make up rumors and stories of how they think something happened and this and that. And you see it all and you're like, this is not true at all. But there's so many that you can't respond to everyone and debunk every single rumor or whatever. Because then if you say one's not true and then you don't say the other one, they're like, well, she didn't say this. So I I had to stop myself from like commenting on a bunch of things but then it kind of helped like going forward when talking about the you can't you, you can't, can't you can't get it all it's no just, it, i as actually soon as you start it's it's like an I, endless time. right i actually think i did a, br- a pretty good job i i put out like one or two tweets that was it and then we talked about it on our podcast for like 10 minutes and then that was it and i think i it was like a lesson to myself like you don't need to respond to everybody there's so many people talking about you right now but like just let them say whatever they want and then talking about pop culture going forward I was kind of like, every time we talked about something, I was like, all right, this happened, but like, this is probably 1% of the story because being on the other side of it, like you want to tell everybody everything. And then you're just like, I don't have the time to respond to every single comment that these people have, like whatever at the end of the day, as long as my friends know, my family knows, Mm -hmm. we know it's really all that matters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Such an interesting moment. Um, Did it change the nature of the way that you cover like gossip now? Having gone through that. Well, because it's my job, I still have to talk about it. But I will say, like, yeah, like, there's many stories that happen where I always remind people, like, hey, just, like, this comes out, headline, these people aren't talking about it. The two people involved or three people, whoever, how many people are involved, there could be more to the story that you just don't know. Mm -hmm. Which I think is true for literally everything. I think that you probably have dealt with something, like, everybody has dealt with that before, but you can't, it would be so time consuming to just respond to every person yeah totally yeah and as long as you're okay with yourself which is i think what helped us is that we felt okay which i know is crazy because people are like you guys are assholes and it's like (laughs) you could think that but i still was okay with myself so yeah as you as you should have (laughs) yeah i i just yeah we were I know you have an issue with me on this, but we were of the mind. I I, I, I can say this. Your tweet said otherwise. I can say this, and we'll, we'll get to that. bandwagon tweet. But I can on. say that when we discussed that whole thing on our podcast. Ryan, do you know what episode that was? Okay. Um, we we were both of the mindset of, my goodness, this uh, this seems strange to us it was it was we both thought it was strange right Mm -hmm. i think it what was frustrating at the time was that like people were texting me and whatever being like this is so crazy like why does everyone care so much blah 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 but then i would see like tweets and and other things i would they would be saying otherwise and i was like you're just trying to appeal to yeah you know the higher ups trying to get them on your side by saying you don't agree with this but then you're texting and calling me saying you agree with me. Yeah, so like what you, let's yeah. you know. And so I don't remember what I said to be honest on that episode. Do you, you I said I said we I said you know she they that she's dating another guy from work. I remember the story but I forget like what I and now that I'm like sitting with you and like I now I'm like oh I know you now. <laughs> yeah. It's becoming harder and harder to to remember what the fuck <laughs> yeah. I said. You know what I mean? Cuz like Listen, I just if you I'm, talk shit it's fine. No, I don't no, think I, I don't did. think we did. I don't think I, I think did. we were both pretty adamant on the side did. of uh, I think we were on some like oh that poor young lady. <laughs> yeah, but also she we were also just yeah. like wow, this doesn't sound wrong at all. Uh was our was our take. Yeah, I right. mean everyone has their opinion on it and at the end of the day we just did 
what made us happy. Yeah. And like that may sound selfish. Right. Which, but I'm also like, I feel like if it's something that makes you happy, then, you know, we didn't murder somebody. Like it's, mm. you know, like if I, if, cause then they were like, oh, well, you're saying something makes you happy. You could do something really bad that makes you happy. And it's like, but this is not like that. No. You know what I right. mean? Like, right. It, totally. it, um, it, it, it's interesting. Uh, for me, I, I would think when you guys started posting, you know, really loving photos of each other um, on your birthdays and things mm-hmm. like that, I felt like that started to turn the tide a bit of people where they were like, oh, they truly are in love and this is a loving couple. And like, how can you be mad at love? Yeah, I don't think that, like, Amen, I right? mean, I would say we are and thank you. Yeah. And I don't post as much as I feel like. I, not that I would like to, because I think I would like to keep it more private, but it's not private at all. So we kind of reached a point where we were like, all right, everybody knows we're dating. Like, we don't need to not post this cute picture. Yeah. Um, But I think, like, I think Brandon and I were talking about this the other day, and she was just saying, like, it's so, for the people in your life, like, they know that you guys are so in love and, like, are so happy together, and that's really, like... All right. that matters, even if the pictures are cute or whatever. It. Do you watch the show The Crown? No. So do you not remember a royal person? Oh, you, you. I'm. I. I'm not <laughs> either. But the show is. I've heard magical. That. It's really quite good. But the. Um. I remember distinctly. I was young when the whole Princess Diana. Oh, yeah, I remember too. Prince Charles so thing happened, right? And it was found out that he. I must. Maybe it was after she passed away, but. My 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 parents said that you know they'd had this divorce and he was having torrid affairs with this other lady, but that the British public had ultimately forgiven him. And by the way, I'm not drawing a direct connection. But oh my God, you think I'm Princess Diana? No, no. <laughs> uh, well done. Only only if. While that photo from those paparazzi fans had been taken, you guys had been hit by a car. That's how I... That would have been... No, no, no. Um, and then, and then like, beanie babies would have been made for you. Um, that's what they did. They had a lady die They had a lady die beanie baby. Rest in peace. No, no. Um, they... My mom and dad, I remember as a young kid, they were like, well, the British public ultimately forgave Charles for his affair because it was very clear that the Camilla, I think was her name, is was the woman he was truly in love with and and they've they've been together ever since. Mm-hmm. And so it's But like, there was no affair. <laughs> I know. But my point being Important. That's you know, important because people make things up, but it's like No, I know. I, I and I'm not but I get what I'm saying. saying. I'm not drawing the I get what you're saying. But it's like, like it's like you can't continue to be mad at someone reasonable people should never have been mad but but to see that you two were truly are truly in love it's like well let's just be let them be happy i agree with that i think we talk about that all the time friend and i when uh selena gomez and justin bieber for example right justin bieber has moved on he's married to Haley bieber they're very happy people are like but why isn't he with selena gomez and mm-hmm. it's like well it didn't work out between the two of them yeah. they don't want to be together right so at the end of the day you got to just let him be happy with who he wants to be with. Right. You can't, like, the public can't decide who is with who. Right. Exactly. Right. And if she were to start dating another person and was happy in that relationship, if you're going to be that mad at him, I guess you'd also have to be mad at her 
mm-hmm. for being happy or something. In yeah, that. It, it doesn't nonsense. Yep. Francis, how do you feel about my hair? Did you notice I got a haircut? I did notice. How do you think it looks? I think it looks pretty fresh. Does it look nice? Yeah. Why do you not think it looks? No, good? I think it looks good. I feel like a little bit of a poser. The way that it sort of like is is comes out on the top. It looks like I'm trying to like fit in with TikTokers. Yeah. Or something. Now that you mention it, it stinks. <laughs> But it looks like I'm one of those guys. I'm trying to like be one of those guys who like knows he looks good or something. Yeah. In the video who's like makes kissy faces to the kid. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, I look like I don't. I don't like the way that that is is looking. But hopefully, I look all right. Mm-hmm. The guy who cut my hair is cool. Um, That's cool. But you know what are you gonna do, bro? I'm looking to find some new spots. I wish there were some sports clips locations a little closer. Yeah, everybody that I know who gets their hair cut at sports clips, let me tell you something. They're looking fresh. Those are the real TikTok stars. <laughs> they're not posing at all. Well, dude, the, the thing that's nice is like they, they're uh, people who cut hair there are trained specifically to cut men's hair. Yeah. Which is really good uh, because a lot of the time you go to a barber and I've had the towel thrown in very hard on barber haircuts in new york city totally and they talk a big game too and then i just walk out of there looking like a turkey turkey and that is not what you want dude it's sports clips all stylists undergo specialized training specifically like i said in how to cut and style men's hair uh it's not just any average haircut man this is the big league we're talking about and these are haircutting professionals sports clips takes cutting men's hair to another level which is why they truly are the pros in men's hair. Well, did you guys watch the Selena Gomez documentary, by the way? I did. I, I watched like 15 minutes of it and I got like too stressed to continue. It's like super stressful. Really? It is. It's it's dark. It's yeah. really dark. What's 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 happened to her? Is she OK? She has. I don't. I like Selena Gomez, but she confuses me. Uh-huh. I do feel bad for the documentary was really dark. She had lupus um, bipolar she's you know had all these surgeries her friend donated her kidney then people were mad she didn't mention the friend in the documentary mm. and she just like it was very depressing Oof. the documentary um she seems quite sad oh no honestly yeah. and also just the pressure of like doing the things that she's doing it like yeah. shows it well like she's preparing for a big show she hates the way she looks yeah like she starts like freaking out and it's just like jesus christ she's very on is... un- it just seemed like she was very unhappy damn very on yeah. edge she, she was a child star right wasn't she, she big uh, on disney channel or something barney like that? and then oh and then disney channel yeah that's tough she had a couple bangers dude she did. songs Remember, i love you like a love, love song baby yeah. oh yeah <laughs> the one with uh, t- um kaigo was really good too uh, which one was that? She had a song with Kaigo. I don't remember what it was called, but it was really good. Huh? It ain't me. Yeah. yeah. That was she big. had one with Zed, right? Because she dated him. Oh. Yeah. Nice. I want you to know it. I want you to know. Um, well, to finish uh, this, to, to get into the spicy side of it, uh, we had our episode where we thought we were taking uh, the, the right side of the issue. And then in the wake of that, I did what I often do, which is I try to create a, an absolutely ludicrous thing. And I took a photo I had taken in the mirror where I was wearing new sunglasses, but I had put a can of Prince tennis balls into my shorts and pulled my shorts taut to outline a, a ridiculous fake bulge. And uh, I then created a fake... I actually used my wife's phone and then saved her contact as Hank uh, and had a fake back and forth text message where I recreated a message that Hank had actually sent me 
when I got fired where he was like, hey, man, really sorry to see you go. It was great working with you or something like that. Something nice. And then I responded back like, thanks, dude. You know, appreciate it. And then I sent another text like, yo, what do you think about these sunglasses? And then the photo. And then like, oh, shoot, sorry, wrong message. And then I tweeted like, Hank's always been really nice to me, even when I sent him the wrong photo or something like that. Yeah. Hashtag team Hank. Yeah. Which she seems to have not forgotten. I have not forgotten because I don't forget any person that tweeted about it or favorited things wow. or liked things. Yeah. I don't forget it at all. Interesting. And I don't hold it against everybody. Like uh-huh. I'm sitting here right now. Yeah. I was getting ready this morning and I was like, oh, he tweeted that. And then I was like, it's fine. Whatever. At okay. the time, you were looking for likes. You were trying to get a job here. Like, Damn. Damn. Spicy. Shots fired. Spicy. Well. Uh, <laughs> then we'll go back a little farther because I remember in my first month of working at Barstool, I, I was so nice under the absolute firing squad myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was dealing with like, uh, people saying that I had faked cancer to get a job at Barstool. We definitely thought that. Yes. Yeah. And then <laughs> I was also dealing with the fact that like I had asked out one of those Sports Illustrated swimsuit models. Yes. On a <laughs> All date. jokes though. Like huh? I remember I tweeted a joke. That's not even what I'm referring to. I didn't even know about that. What I remember <laughs> was that I got called in on Barstool Radio back when there was just one show. Mm-hmm. And it was Dave hosting with, I think, Kevin co-hosting. And I think Caleb was like a third host. And Big Cat was on it, too. And they brought me in to utterly crucify me. I mean, I, I had <laughs> oh been there two or three weeks. They just cr- Hey, I've been there. You. And I was <laughs> terrified. And they were like la- laying into me. You fucking psychopath. You lying son of a bitch. Like, who the fuck do you think you are? You know, you're never go- asking out a Sports Illustrated model. These are the hottest women in the world. You're an ugly ginger. Oh like, what God. the fuck, man? You faked cancer to get a job here. You're a sick fuck. And Rhea called in to the show and was like i have something to say francis is a total creep <laughs> i don't think i said you said that. the word creep you said the I word creep did i and i do remember that i don't think and i, I did. didn't know what i was like what is going on right well, now? i was probably under the impression that if i like joined in like i would you know absolutely make a name and like of course that's what i was referring to before saying like when i was an intern I look back at a lot of things right. that not all things because still people think certain things ha- like I, whatever. But so, like with you, I'm like, why was I? Why did we join in on hating it, on Francis? Like I, oh, I'm like thinking back. I'm like, what was the point of that? But it was like kind of like what I with my situation when Big Cat and Dave and whatever are all you know, and you want a job. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I think that I, I I I think I can truly say that uh, at when we recorded that episode, we I I was not we were not I had no idea that there would ever be a, a road back here, and I wasn't. Occasionally, we would talk about barstool things, but mm-hmm. but rarely because yeah. we were so disconnected. Right, and that was one where I was like, "This is a relationship thing that I mm-hmm. think bears meaning to to because we talk about relationship stuff." Yeah, on, on it was our a good. A it was a good uh, like. A good discussion, and he even said beforehand, "You're like this is like a very barstool thing, but you'll see why yeah. I want to talk about it." Yeah, and a lot of people were talking about it. Yeah, so I don't blame you at all. But um, 
I also can totally relate to what you just said. And I mm-hmm. admit that there are there have been many times where I, you at Barstool, when you realize that there's a big story happening, there's a it's easy to sort of pile on. Because adding your two cents... And I cents, apologize for piling on because I was just a 19-year-old girl who was like trying to be it. cool. You know I what I mean? It. And I thought because you were older, like you wouldn't be so affected by what I was saying, which is kind of silly to think because age doesn't really matter in that sense when you're saying something about somebody. So I apologize. That's very kind, Rhea. I will apologize back to you for tweeting <laughs> the you. tennis ball That's penis It's okay. It was, it was funny. Thank you. <laughs> well, this, it's interesting because as you guys are saying this, I'm seeing parallels with sort of the reality TV thing yes. you're talking about. Yes, 100%. You know what I mean? Where it's like similar. Like you're rewarded for participating in drama. Mm-hmm. It helps you grow your career. It helps you grow your followers, all that right. stuff. So it's interesting to like figure out which moments to resist or to just partake. The best thing that ever happened to me was Chicks in the Office and not participating any in any office drama because once mm-hmm. Chicks in the Office, you know, became like a notable podcast in a sense like all all my focus really goes into that yeah whereas when i didn't have chicks in the office it was kind of like what can i do to get my name out there and like whatever and so now when office drama is happening or you know that doesn't involve me Mm -hmm. i just steer clear of it you know i'll talk about it behind the scenes but i'm not jumping in front of the stool scenes camera to like make a comment about what's going on and and it is interesting that uh, now coming back and working here again, it is markedly different. Do you feel better? Well, it just, it doesn't happen very often, mm-hmm. which may sound silly to you because you endured the biggest yeah. one. But that, I don't, that's not like typical office drama. That's yeah. like real life, but it involves the right. office. But, but like that was something that I would think can only really happen at Barstool. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, Something like that hadn't happened for a while before it, and it hasn't really happened much since. Whereas, when we were in that old office, HQ2, those sorts of things happened on a weekly basis. It was every day. Yeah. And, you know, to inform you, because I feel bad we're talking a lot about personal stuff, but we would have to go into the office every single day get there like a certain time dave would mark down when people walked in late some days it would be ri- like randomly he'd be like i'm gonna start checking when people are in here the you would be afraid to go get lunch while they were on barstool radio which was in the middle of the day because if you were called on you were afraid that you weren't in the office and nobody would leave until dave left yeah whereas now you can really show up and leave whenever you want or, or and, just not show or up. just not show up at all and <laughs> yeah. nobody it's crazy. Like there, nobody yeah. cares. Right. Yeah. Nobody and I'm sure like, they would care if they knew uh-huh. that people aren't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now it's kind of hard to keep. There's yeah. There's so <laughs> many. There's so many people now. It's hard to keep track. Yeah. And as long as you know, people can work from home now. Right. You know, right, you right. make TikToks, videos. As long as you're your doing house, your shit, yeah. It's whatever. That yeah. was, it was just way different. But it's yeah. It's just the the stress, the the sort of trafficking in in conflict and and ratcheting Sorry. up you know, silly beefs or things like that to the highest pitch. We've, it's, the company's really moved away from that. Um, and that was what was the bread and butter for pretty much the whole time that I worked here the last time. Um, so that's been a really relieving thing to learn. Um, and f- to that end, there was one other thing, which we won't get into too much, but do you remember that 
tough moment where Dave said that thing about you aging. Yeah. On uh, Barstool People Radio. People remind me every day. So, they give me a countdown. This? When did this happen? Summer of 2018. Yeah. So I was about to be 21. So I was 20 years old. Yes. And Dave made a joke on the radio where he said that Barstool ages people in dog years. And I had only heard, I didn't hear the, the part before it. Like, I didn't hear like him joking around before that. And he said that I would be too ugly to be on camera in five years. So I, oh, that was the only part that was relayed to me. So people were tweeting at me like, Dave just said you would be too ugly to be on camera in five years. So I was outside the office. I stormed back in the office, stormed in the radio room. And I was crying. And people like still make fun of me to that day. And I had said now, like, I know now it was totally a joke. I would never be offended about something like that now. I had only heard that one part, didn't know he was kidding at the time. And also it was a time where, you know, people comment all the time calling me ugly. Like, it's still, like, people rip apart my looks on a daily basis. Still? still. And I've gotten a lot better at not really caring about that because, whatever, I have somebody who loves me and I looks aren't everything at the end of the day. And I, whatever, it's fine. But... Wait, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, for the record, Rhea, you're hot. You look great. Thank you, you look but great. people are no, really, really mean. Looks aren't everything. No, but people... Thing. I know, <laughs> I've really decayed, and, I, and that it's things just, have really... Well, I, I will get to the part that I okay, okay. hype myself up a little bit, but yeah, because it is... Cr- like, people really do tear apart my looks on a daily basis, but at that time, I had really only been working there for a little... I don't... Maybe it was about to be two years or whatever, but those comments would really get to my head. So to hear my boss saying something like that, I was like, oh, great. Now my boss thinks it too. Like, it's Mm -hmm. not just the commenters. But quickly I realized that it was a joke. Um, Apparently the people online still don't get that it's a joke because I get literally, I get DMs every day and tweets being like, you're past the five years, like, get Mm -hmm. by. And before that, people would have literal countdowns. Like, it's going to be five years soon, like, all the time. But people will comment, and this is a comment I get every day. People will write, Dave was right about that. And I look back on what I used to look like and what I look like now, and I'm like, but but he wasn't. Like yeah. I was like, and I'm like, I can objectively say that I think that I am better looking now than what I was. I'm yeah. 25 now. I feel like I'm a woman. <laughs> like I was like 19, 20 years old. You know what I mean? I think it's almost creepy of those people to say that I looked better when I was 19 yeah. and 20 yeah. rather yeah. than a 25 year old woman. Yeah. You're so. aging like the cast of Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. They got better You're looking your- each season. You're in your prime. I feel weird yeah. even like hyping myself up a little bit because I, I don't want to be like whatever, but I feel like you have to a little bit just to, you know. Yes. You're aging like yes. Josh Duhamel. <laughs> mm. Yeah. In 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 sea tortoise years, <laughs> not dog years. Well done, dude. Well they lived done. quite a long time for those who didn't understand that. Oh. Damn you, Julio! I made your, sure to tumble your over here, feet. dude. Damn you and your hopscotch that you're playing on the way over to the office. Well, dude, when I, I walked out of my apartment. I forgot the things I needed to bring. You fell I, down the stairs out of your apartment. <laughs> what you did? <laughs> I texted the group saying I might be late, which is a thing I classically do because then I don't end up being late. I was like two minutes late. <laughs> I did the same thing. Yeah. Too. <laughs> I'm gonna be late, and then I'm not. I'm like, I just sent the longest text, which is so <laughs> annoying. Uh, but all in the spirit of the hangover, man. I I did not keep my calm, and if I had been drinking a hangover calm, perhaps I would have been willing to wait. Yeah. Sometimes doing nothing is the only course. Yeah. That's some advice for you guys out there. This is uh. 
you know, the, the running joke is that every time Julio brings the calm for us to drink from his house, it, we open it and it just explodes. And I just like to imagine what's happening to you on the way over here. I mean, maybe you're singing the Meow Mix jingle. <laughs> Dude, my my bag con- uh, containing the hangobies has a, is, is my chain. Yeah. For fighting people on <laughs> yeah, the street. Yeah, yeah. I'm bashing people on the side of the head on my 10-minute on my walk over here. You're throwing them at people and then going to pick them up. <laughs> the Hangobi is a slam dunk of a beverage. Good for all occasions. Good for mixing cocktails if you are enjoying wet January. Mm. Uh, and really nice to just drink by itself. I prefer it over a nice uh, big ice cube. Big one. Preferably one of those that kind of look like a... Like a lacrosse ball, you know, oh, like the the like circle sphere. dense one, yeah, the yeah. spherical. Uh-huh. Uh, so you know, go pour a nice cold hangobi over a big ice cube, yeah. and sit there and enjoy your favorite programming. Guys, the calm activity. has uh, some uh, elderberry and chamomile in it. It's nice to drink as a little come down before bed to sort of gently send you off towards your your sleep region so uh maybe this is what you need bro for your could be could be life would be a lot i'd be a lot less rageful if i were sleeping all the time yeah um so go to hangobi.com and use promo code oops i'm hung no apostrophe uh oops i'm hung and you're gonna get 30 percent off buy yourself a couple cases try the essential try the wake try the calm mix it up um we love this product guys go to hangobi.com Excuse me, hangobi.com. Hangobi.com. Yeah, promo code <laughs> oops, I'm home. Um, before we end the show, though, I want to ask you about So, you, are you Paisan? Yes, I'm 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you are too, I'm a Julio. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it's rare. So, your last name is C I U, right? Yes. F F O. Yep. So, that, so I'm G I U, and I'm so used to people fucking my name up that. <laughs> I'm sure, I can't imagine what people say about your last name. It's so bad. In school, Kayafo? they would be like, Quifo, and I'm like, that's the worst one, and you know, and you know it doesn't look like Quifo. Quifo. You know that's not how Quifo spells. You know what I mean? Like, you're just doing that so you're allowed to say Quifo in school. Like, you're just, you're looking for an excuse. But yeah, it's, it's, it's Chifo, and it's really supposed to be Chufo, right? Yeah. Like yeah. C-I-U, and which is funny because my Family will always be like, it's Chifo. It's it's meant to be Chufo. It's like, well, why didn't we go with Chufo then? Right. Whatever, Chifo. No, yeah. but that's the thing. Like my name, Julio. If I were to say it like really Italian, I would sound like a fucking tool. right. Do you, Julio? When you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When you are at a restaurant, I'm gonna spell something out for you. I'm not gonna say it. Okay. How do you say C A L A M A R I? Calamari. Thank you. It is not Galamad. That drives me nuts. You know oh, like, when people say mm-hmm. like, "Oh, um, I'll have like normal accent," and then all of a sudden they're like Galamad. I'm like that. They don't talk like that. Yeah. They say calamari yeah, 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 yeah. or or prosciutto. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah, like dialect why versions. Why are you of... translating it in? <laughs> right. Yeah, or like just mozzarella. Mo- mozzarella. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, I'll have the mozzarella. I'm like, I just say I mozzarella sticks. Yeah. Like yeah. very simple. Yeah. Yeah, there are some words where like you can say them normally and not be annoying. Right. But then there are others that are, like. Like, I think saying bruschetta is not obnoxious. Because <laughs> mm. I think bruschetta is like, it would make my parents upset at me. Or wow. what about, like, I'm embarrassed I'm even going to say this, but like, I'll say ricotta. I'm not going to say ricotta. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, same. Wow. That's another one. So there, you, yeah. Chris is Chris is very Italian. Very as well. Italian it as depends well. on the word. Yeah. But r- ricotta is like, ricotta is bad. <laughs> Agreed. 
Okay, well, it sounds like you guys pick and choose. <laughs> we do. <laughs> There's a way to do it. Calamari is yeah. a good example. You can't be obnoxious about it, yeah. but you have to be sly. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fair point. Uh, well, okay. So uh, the last thing I want to ask you about, <laughs> the last thing I want to ask you about, Rhea, is what you something you alluded to, which is uh, the growth of Chicks in the Office. Uh, to me, it's truly amazing to track that both, because uh, I remember distinctly the day that Fran walked in as mm-hmm. an intern. She was Smitty's intern <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. from Barstool Philly. Wow. And it was like, we. I think we hired her because she was like a, a, a Philly sports fan. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, maybe she'll, I don't know, help Smitty or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking know. And, you know, uh, she was an intern for a while and you were an intern. And if you fast forward not that long, the two of you have built a cornerstone podcast of the company. Thank you. And your own brand. And I, as far as I can tell, your tenure here is endless, however long you'd want to be here. And you guys are, are major cogs, major pillars of the place. Um, Thank you for giving us that respect. Yeah. <laughs> do people not? Not a lot of people will. Our fans will, obviously. Yeah. And I think what's funny is that when Dave talks about the top podcast, we are always mentioned. Chicks in the Office is always mentioned, yeah. right? But the people that hate me for whatever reason or just like whatever hate Chicks in the Office, there's no really reason to. But I understand it's, you know, more of like a woman love it more. Um, they'll be like, Chicks in the Office is like nothing. It's like barely anything at Barstool. It's like, how many times does Dave have to say that we are one of the biggest podcasts here for you to get it through your head? You don't want to believe it, but yeah. it's true. People are chirping like on other shows? Uh, no, not other, or, not or people that's here. That's just the vibe? That's just like, if you're not, I think most people, if you follow Barstool would know, but there's also the people that want to pretend like it's not, huh. you know? But that, that makes sense. That to yeah. me would be a product of the fact that most of the trolls and the comment section are comprised of the male stoolies mm-hmm. who don't. I, I'm guessing you have a predominantly female yes, audience of chicks is. in the office. Yeah. Who your fans aren't in. They're not going right. under the name and of like butt sniffer mm-hmm. forty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's why I was like, our, like our <laughs> on the, commenting yeah. on like a fucking Jerry Thornton right. blog. Like our fans know, and also we have seen. <laughs> There's not some girl. But we've seen. Uh, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this, but I will. But we've seen <laughs> statistics that our show majority of our listeners don't cross over to Barstool shows. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right. So, like, even though we built the show yeah. at Barstool, and this is, you know, what h- helped us do Chicks in the Office, and we'll always, it's, like, the it's a totally different fan base, yeah. would somehow. Have been, uh, would have been good to know it's before great. we invited you on our show. <laughs> Big fucking waste of time. What do you mean? You're bringing, I'm bringing <laughs> no, in all, great. that's actually good, I'm bringing yeah. in all the people that don't. <laughs> and we I thought, over. I thought you were, I thought you, okay, I, t- I took that to mean that your fans won't listen to other Barstool shows. No, it, it, it means... It's not that they won't. If we're on the show, they will. <laughs> no, it, right, we, we'll take one. We also have a lot of female listeners. Yeah, you do? we're 50-50. That. That's great. Which is really cool um, for us. It's, it's not that they don't listen to other Barcelona shows. It just means that there is a whole chunk of them that found Chicks in the Office and just listen to Chicks in the Office Naturally. and Chicks in the Office totally. fans. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very cool. I'm sure that was, that was very similar to of like uh, Call Her Daddy, right? I'm sure. Like a lot of those fans probably 100%. didn't even know they were a Barstool yes. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. So what's your dream? 
Hmm. <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> so you, I feel like I bring this up everywhere, but I, I can't help it. I feel like I've talked to you about this. Like I did acting and whatever as a kid. Um, and I loved it. Like I went on auditions multiple times a week, went to acting class every single week. And it's funny now to see the people I was in acting class with, like really like make it like there's really? some big oh, ones wow. out there. Like, well, you know, Alexandra Daddario. Yeah. So her brother was in my acting class, right? It's actually a good story. I think you'll appreciate it. It's kind of weird. So Matt Daddario, I'm sorry if we're going really long. No, no, please <laughs> no, let no. her rip. Um, let her rip. So Matt Daddario, he's also like a great actor. He's been, a, he had his own show, Shadow Hunters. I think that's what it's called. Whatever. Was um, that the Nazi hunting show? Oh, no, that's a different show. That was with Logan Lerman. Um, huh. There's another show that he was in. Okay. It was with, I forget the name of it, something of that vibe though. And so he was like 10 years older than me. And when I was in my acting class, I was put in, my acting teacher, her name was Ann Raytray, Devin Raytray's mom. Devin Raytray played Buzz in Home Alone. Oh, wow. And so oh, wow. his mom was like a pageant lady. Cool. He's, he's, <laughs> he's lost it. Oh, um, yeah. But she was like a pageant lady, actress, whatever. And she, it was like really hard to get into her classes. And so you had to like audition to get in her class. You had to have an agent manager or whatever. And so when I auditioned to get in her class, I was maybe in like sixth or seventh grade. So I wasn't like young, but I also wasn't old. And she just thought I looked older and like sounded older. So she put me in class with the older kids. And so Matt Dario, 10 years older than me, around Christmas time, we never did commercial acting. It was always like very serious acting or improv, like never commercials. But around Christmas time, the class before Christmas, it would be commercial day, like have fun commercials. She always did this one where, you know, someone is pretending to eat um, a tangerine, like they're peeling it back, and then piece by piece, you're acting like you're having an orgasm. Uh-huh. And I had seen this the year prior when I was in her class. I'd seen someone else do it, but I was still, like, really young. So then next year, Christmas time, we're in class, and only me and Matt Tadario showed up. It was a very small class. And so he's sitting, like, where the camera is, and I'm sitting here, and she was like, do you want to do the tangerine commercial? And I was like, I guess. Like, I'm You're in seventh grade. Seventh grade. <laughs> um, she was like, do you know what an orgasm is? And oh like, not, God. I didn't really, but I just said yes. What a and, question. Um, seventh grade? Yeah, it was crazy. And I had just, I had to just act like I, I knew I obviously didn't, but I, I see movies. <laughs> so yeah. she made me sit in front of Matt Dario and just peel back this tangerine and piece by piece act like I was having an orgasm. And he was so uncomfortable, obviously. He was 10 years older than me and he was so uncomfortable. And he was just like looking down on his phone, whatever. And she started yelling at him like, why are you on your phone? Why are you looking down? Like, look at her. And he was like, I don't want to look at her. And I will remember that forever as like like, just standout story uh, to my acting class. Because now I see Matt D'Addario and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, should we have him on the show just to, like bring up the story to him That's and get him great. real uncomfortable? You like remember yeah, me, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Is this ringing a bell? <laughs> yeah. But that was a long way to say that. Like I had always dreamed to be an actress, movies, TV, whatever, and I wanted to be in front of the camera somehow. But when I had realized that that dream was falling short, when I was in high school, it kind of changed. Like, well, maybe I want to be a casting director. Maybe I want to do something a little different, like more behind the scenes. The people that said Dave was right would be happy with that comment. But uh, <laughs> now that like Chicks in the Office is very established, like I will, like that is 
to me, I'll do that forever. Like that podcast, cool. you know, I want to keep going with that. But I want to do more, even just stuff here at Barstool or in general, just more stuff that requires like acting, like doing funny stuff. Um, because some of my favorite Chicks in the Office episodes are just like when we go on tangents and we talk about random things. Or if I make a TikTok where I'm like, this is so stupid, but just like voicing another actor and like pretending to play a part. I love acting. So just something that I can do here or just in general is a, cool. a dream of mine. You cool. were an Very early cool. you were an early TikTok adopter. I was and then I stopped, which yeah, screwed why? me. <laughs> why'd you do why'd you stop? I I thought you were great. I I started a lot in like quarantine, I think I started doing them and I did like the voice and I don't know. I think I don't this sounds so dumb and I know people are like that's crazy, but the, the, doing the podcast is more like brain consuming than you think. We mm-hmm. do it three times a week and then we have like meetings and interviews like in between all that. And so sometimes when you're done, you're like, I just want to like not look at my phone and not do anything for a little bit. And I think that was probably we had just started doing three times a week for mm-hmm. the podcast while I was doing that or whatever. It's not really an excuse because it's pretty easy to do. It's extremely relatable. though. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's just getting in your own head and mm-hmm. whatever. But now I've started my TikTok up back again in the past few weeks and now i'm just doing like very random stuff like i'm not putting much thought into it mm-hmm. just yeah. filming things i think is funny and just throwing it up there and not even thinking about it because that's a good yeah. policy when you think too much then you won't end up posting because it stops you from it. creating yes. yep. it. totally and they just don't care they're not going to skewer you for bad content right just throw another one on top of that yeah because then the good ones they'll see yeah. and the bad ones they won't right totally um that's ria everybody Thank Rhea, you guys for having me on. Thanks for coming Chifu. on. Chifo. 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 I even Chifo. just said it wrong. Chifo. <laughs> I said my own last name wrong. Chifo. Chifo. It should be Chifo. Rhea Chifo. Uh, you can catch her on Chicks in the Office. Uh, what's your Instagram? Maria Chifo. C-I-U-F-F-O. <laughs> yeah. There it is. What a pleasure. Thank you so Thank much. You Thank you guys so much. It was really fun. We enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah. Episode 305, by the way, None of Your Business was the name of the episode, is the episode Thank where you, we Ryan. talked about that uh, relationship. Which, by the way, the title of the episode should give a clue yes. about how we stood on what that issue. It? None of your business. Oh, yeah, yeah. None of your business. That's pretty good. It was none of anyone's business. Yeah. What was our take. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you gathered that, that, that was our the take. Title. I remember distinctly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. when I, I, I'm sure knowing myself that I would have defended you. He's nervous you. now. He's like, fuck, what did no, I I'm say? No, I'm not. I just don't remember. I just straight up don't remember. Yeah. And that is not me. Don't worry. That's not a cop out. I I'm am not going to go back and listen to it. I don't like going back and seeing any of that content from that time. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably just better for my well-being. Um, but I appreciate you guys. Yeah, for the record, I'm not, I would not have been worried if you were going to. <laughs> just, just put that out there. Uh-oh. Sure. <laughs> No, Looks I'm like Julio and Rhea have beef. <laughs> Whoa, I'm fine. <laughs> All, right, All right, that's it. Thank you so much, Rhea.